0: Wait, did I read this right? Tori Hunter is rumored to be one of the candidates for the Angels managerial job. Could it could it happen? My goodness, that would be fantastic. And they need a pitching coach as well. So let's talk all about it. It's time to get locked on with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked
1: On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast, part
0: of the Locked
1: On Podcast Network, your team
0: every day. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Sirius XM by searching Locked On Angels. And if you'd like to give back to the Super Halo Bros for all the angel content, here's some things that you can do. Leave us a rate and a review on Apple Podcasts. If you're watching on YouTube, hit that thumbs up button. And if you're not subscribed already, hit that subscription button and become a Locked On every day or with us. And whether you're watching or listening, come over to YouTube, leave a comment. It's one of the best ways to get in touch with us and be a part of the conversation. And today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet that's 150 bucks if your team wins visit fanduel.com locked on today to get started thanks for being here for this episode of
1: locked on angels where it's your team every day you've got the first brothers here with you aka the super halo bros my name is john and
0: that's my brother mike and my name is mike and that's my
1: brother john hope you all had a, a great weekend doing halloween stuff maybe you're waiting until tomorrow to uh to do some halloween things mike uh, my wife and I went to a Halloween party where the theme was trash mm-hmm. and you could make it whatever you wanted. And so naturally we were trash pandas and I got to wear my Rocket City trash pandas hat. And so Love I posted it. that on uh, Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. And then at the party, somebody was dressed up as the Dodgers 2023 postseason. Ouch. <laughs> and I was Ouch. like, yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Hey, at least they got there right yeah exactly exactly we didn't we didn't even show up hey yeah. on today's show uh who should be the next pitching coach last friday we had a conversation about how matt wise is no longer with the team he uh is now with the white Sox as their bullpen coach answering phones and yeah matt wise can answer phones <laughs> right mike
0: you, you said that so dismissively <laughs> answering phones. <laughs> answering phones hello good for him hey, matt this is matt you want a lefty or a righty? You got a boss.
1: <laughs> and guess what? The the rumor mill is on fire right now, Mike, yeah. for Angels Manager. So let's get into uh this report from Bob Nightingale of USA Today. Uh why don't you read that one out for us? Yeah,
0: Tori Hunter. That just mm-hmm. the name gives me goose pimples all mm-hmm. over, right? Tory Hunter, the five time all-star and nine-time gold glove winner, has emerged as a candidate to fill the Los Angeles Angels managerial job. Hunter spent five years playing with the Angels and, of course, was tremendously regarded by owner Artie Moreno and all of the fans for his leadership and his baseball acumen. The Angels have also discussed other former players such as Darren Erstad, I want to take credit hey, for that one, Johnny. How about I that? Know, right? And Timmy Salmon, I love that Tim Salmon is a part of that conversation. Former Red Sox and Brewers manager, Ron Reneke. of course, he was longtime bench coach and third base coach with the Angels. And then Benji Gill has been in conversations. And the one that we've mentioned last week that has been high on the top of the rumor list is Buck Showalter. Sounds mm-hmm. like all of them are going to get formal interviews with Perry Manassian. Johnny, could we just break down each one of those for a moment? And let's start with Tori Hunter. I legitimately got goosebumps today when I found out that he was somebody that they were considering. How did you feel about that?
1: Oh, I, well, I want to hear more about what you, what excites you about that because, yeah, I, I'm excited about it too, but, but the fact that you got goosebumps, like, tell
0: me about that. I just think that with new fresh perspective this team uh-huh. could I think really thrive and okay. it, it seems like when you can find a guy who was a great former player or great at something that maybe a lot of people aren't thinking about it seems to be that that actually is a really great step forward and mm-hmm. and, and when the name Tory Hunter just gives me all sorts of excitement simply because yeah. of the leader he was on the field right. and I think that this guy could bring a dynamic to this young angel club that they haven't had in a really long time. I think it's not ironic that when he left this team, they fell completely off the cliff. And I think his presence matters. I think his wisdom matters. I know that he doesn't have all of the experience as some of these other coaches, but there's just something about Torrey Hunter that lights a fire in my heart that makes me think like, this could be the Mike Socia move of mm. 1999 and 2000, mm-hmm. right? Like, this could be that move where he wasn't really noticed by too many people. He was brought in. There wasn't really any high expectations. And then suddenly, we're one of the best teams in the American League for almost 10 years straight. I think that this is that type of move with Torrey Hunter. And I, I could be overestimating. I, in fact, I am overestimating. Sure, but I think but- that Tory has been somebody in his life and in his career that has had significant impact wherever he has gone, and I think mm-hmm. he could do that as a manager of the Angels. You
1: know, the <laughs> nobody, nobody's ha- ever happy about anything uh, when it comes to the Angels because <laughs> you know right. you've got you've got guys with experience like Ron Renicki and Buck Walter, and I see just as many on that side of no, not those guys. They, oh, yeah. geez. And then on the other side, you have. Tim Salmon and Tori Hunter and even Benji Gill like oh no not those guys what have they ever done and I'm just like can we can we just find like some middle ground here and be happy that like these are some pretty good names like I think so we've we've been talking about erstad for a while let me talk about Tim Salmon really fast Mike because to me (laughs) Tim Salmon is a step in the right direction simply because he recognizes things that are wrong with the pitching, (laughs) the hitting, the defense on the pre and post game shows. And that's why he's there. He's there to add that commentary and be like, well, you know, this should have happened this way or that should have gone that way. Uh, He really needs to work on this when he's on the mound or at the plate. He can't be doing this. So to me, if Tim Salmon can do that from the booth, he certainly would be able to do that as a manager. So to me, that's that's a check in Tim Salmon's corner, right? Like on, on his list. Uh, Darren Erstad, obviously, somebody that we have talked about a lot, has a lot of collegiate managerial experience, and we feel like him working with these young guys on the Angels is probably a good thing. And then, of course, Benji Gill, who has been a coach on this team and also Team Mexico's manager last year. I For some reason, there's, there's something about Benji Gill that maybe I'm not quite on board yet, but at the mm. same time, like... He's there and and he seems like a good guy. I just I I get more excited about other names. Yeah. And to me, Tori Hunter is a really great name and somebody that I think could make for a terrific manager. And and here's yeah. here's where here's where it gets interesting to me is because you have you have Perry Manassian and the front office and you have a coaching staff that you're beginning to build out now that Matt Wise is gone. I don't imagine Marcus Timms will be there. Who knows? Uh, but they all had the option to go pursue other things because of the vacancy at manager. At manager, and so you have to understand that, like, when these guys are are managing, yes, they're making in game decisions, and yes, they are the ones putting pen to paper on the lineup. But but they have conversations with their coaches with the guys in the front office, like they meet with their staff and they have conversations about like, well, you know, what's this matchup going to yield or who's the best guy for this situation. And so it's a, it's a group effort here at the end of the day. And I believe that Torrey Hunter is, is more than capable of putting pen to paper on the, the lineup card. And I think he's more than capable of making in-game decisions because of his experience as a player. Yeah. And the truth is as a leader, and somebody who can really unite a clubhouse, I think Torrey Hunter is the perfect guy for that situation. Now, again, you and I are probably overestimating sure. a lot of this, but I think that a lot of people would be chomping at the bit to get Tory Hunter in their organization yeah. and have them lead in some capacity. I've seen a lot of suggestions. Maybe he needs to be a bench coach first and and follow somebody like a Renike for a while. I saw a lot of people say that Ron Renneke is really good at uh, managing a tanking team. And then once they get good, they go and find a new manager. And (laughs) I I don't imagine the angels would do that. Yeah. But to me, Mike Torrey Hunter in the locker room and as a manager, remember, remember what I said a few weeks ago, you want to play for a manager that you don't want to disappoint. Like you don't want to disappoint dad. Like you want to go out there and make sure you did a good job and did everything you can. And I think you get that with Tory Hunter even though he's not an experienced manager. Sure. I think you get that with like a Buck Showalter. You don't want to go out there and disappoint Buck Showalter. The guys the guys legendary, right? Yeah. And he's been around the league for forever, not only as a player but a manager. And I, I it's kind of funny. I feel like with Tory Hunter, I think you kind of get that same respect and admiration yeah. especially with him being a really strong mentor to Mike Trout and if the guys follow Trout's lead and follow Trout to follow Tory Hunter, I think it's a win-win.
0: Yeah, absolutely. John, I know we are overestimating, but here's where I don't think that we can overestimate. Here's where I think it it would be a really brilliant move to bring in Tory Hunter. He's got the respect of Artie Moreno. And it Mm -hmm. seems as though Perry Manassian has earned some respect from Artie Moreno. Mm -hmm. So imagine those two guys sitting down with Artie, saying to Artie, here's what we want to do. Here's Mm -hmm. the game plan. Here's the vision, right? And part of that vision is, you sit in your owner's box, you you enjoy your beer, you enjoy your hot dog, while we go and make these decisions and we do the things on the field. And that you don't say, hey, what about this or what about that? If you do, we're going to call it cute, but we're going to keep you in your corner (laughs) because we want you to have this incredible narrative of being an owner that is a fan, and we're going to help you win as an owner. I think that if you bring him in, He's got all sorts of influence with Artie Moreno. And I think it could be because we've been talking about, here's the box that Artie has created. We've been talking about that a lot. Can you win with him as an owner? I think with a move like Torrey Hunter, I think that's the step in the right direction. I think
1: that's a really good point. Just the fact that he has Artie's respect and the last manager who had Artie's respect was Mike Sosha. Yep. And I know I know, Artie liked to intervene in terms of what players to get and, and who to trade for and whatnot. He wanted his superstars. Uh, but he seems to have cooled off on that a bit. I think, especially like you said, I think Perry Manassian has kind of earned some some respect in that regard. Especially yeah. we bring it up several times, but that tr- potential Trey Turner signing. What do you mean we can't just sign Trey and call it a day? Right? <laughs> uh, we got we got to spend money around the the around the team already. That's what we have to do. So yeah, if if, if it's Tory Hunter and Perry Manassian, I think that that could go a long way. Hey, coming up on Lockdown Angels, who should the Halos get? as a manager, and how will that determine the pitching coach? Well, we're going to talk about all of that coming right up.
0: Hey, Lockdown Angels is brought to you by FanDuel. John, if your NFL team is terrible, like the 49ers are right now, then <laughs> you can just go to it. FanDuel, and FanDuel can make it really interesting, right? <laughs> exactly, yeah.
1: Uh, you can score early this NFL season with FanDuel. It's America's number one sportsbook right now friends, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's 150 bucks if your team wins. So if you haven't tried out FanDuel yet, now is the exact right time for you to do so. Especially if you're like Mike and I and your team is letting you down, go bet on another team and win some money because <laughs> now is your opportunity to do that. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, Now's the time to get in on the action. It's a very easy-to-use app. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads and player props, over-unders, and so much more. So All you have to do is visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with FanDuel. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. Locked On Everydayers, don't forget to join us every day this week for Locked On Angels because as the Angels are looking for a new manager, as the World Series draws closer to an end, uh, things are going to be heating up for our halos. So you want to be here for all the conversations that we have in store for you, all the conversations, breaking news that are going to happen on Twitter and on social media. We're going to be covering all of that. So join us Monday through Friday. Of course, we're here every single weekday for you. We love having you be part of the conversation.
0: Johnny, the managerial conversation is so important because who the Angels hire as a manager will determine who they hire as pitching coach, hitting coach, and right. so on. And with our wonderful friend Matt Wise not being with the organization anymore, the pitching coach position is open and Mm -hmm. it sounds like a lot of the positions are open there hasn't again been word on Marcus Timms but we know for a fact they're gonna need a pitching coach and so we've compiled a list of what I would say are three really quality pitching coaches that perhaps the Angels could steal away Uh, and we started with one that maybe isn't the easiest to steal away and perhaps Isn't going to get stolen at all, right? Steal away. (laughs) I was going to say, are you singing "Steal Away"? That's that's stuck in your head.
1: (laughs) Come on. So, so the first guy we're going to talk about,
0: (laughs) yes, is Mark Pryor, and of course, Pryor has had an incredible career as the Dodgers' pitching coach. He's been Mm -hmm. there since 2020, and he's created what a lot of baseball people have called a pitching lab mm-hmm. in La and one of the examples is of course our guy Tyler Anderson who's on our team right now the guy has a, a 4.62 era and over 600 career innings pitched and this was before he joined the Dodgers mm-hmm. and then he joins the Dodgers and goes 15 and five and has a 257 era and almost 200 innings pitched. and the question is what happened and what happened Johnny was Mark Pryor Mark Pryor yeah. got his got his fingerprints all over tyler anderson and helped That's him to right. figure out what kind of pitcher he is he changed tyler anderson's mechanics and pitch usage in fact one of the first conversations that he had with tyler was that he needed to use this change up more and he needed to become a master of what's called pitch sequen- sequencing and so did i say that right Se- uh, sequencing thank you <laughs> it's been a long day uh yeah. sequencing there it is and and Basically, that's when to throw certain pitches at what time. Right, and and Anderson that season did so. He really was effective with his with his changeup. Batters hit one seventy nine against it, and he used his changeup a whole lot more often when he was ahead in the count than the year prior. So in twenty twenty one, he only used it twenty three percent of the time. In twenty twenty two, with the Dodgers, almost thirty five percent of the time,
1: mm-hmm. and and it
0: was his most used pitch when he was ahead. And when he was behind in the count, hitters had a really tough time against Anderson. They had a 183 WOBA weighted on, uh, on base average. And that was because of pitch sequencing. Sequencing. <laughs> Thank I'm, I'm you here very for you. much. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> and so th- this is one of the many examples uh-huh. of what Mark Pryor has been able to do with pitchers that have come to LA. Because we talk often about how, how are they so good? What's the secret sauce there? And yes. the truth is the secret sauce has been Mark Pryor has been able to identify specific things in specific pictures and say, do this more or do this less. Johnny, if Mark Pryor was somebody that we could snag and, and bring over to Anaheim, I, I would love to see what he could do, not just with Tyler Anderson and maybe get him back to who he was. Right. Right. Somebody like Patrick Sandoval and Reed Detmers and, Chase Silseth, I think that this would be a really cool challenge and opportunity for Mark Pryor, right? I think the only
1: scenario in which this happens is if something happens with Dave Roberts, like we talked about a few weeks ago, Mm -hmm. and Mark Pryor isn't cool with that either and wants to leave the organization. Mike, I think, you know, we've had lots of conversations about like Buck Showalter and Kim Ng, and people have asked like, why would they want to come to the angels yeah and and we've said because people want to make those kinds of decisions to sink their teeth and get their hands in the clay and make something out of nothing yeah and normally i agree with that but when it comes to mark Pryor, that's a time where i go Yeah, why would he want to come Come to the Angels? He hasn't been there very
0: long, right? He hasn't been in LA very long, and he still has a whole lot that he could do. Plus, the Dodgers just keep cranking out a whole lot of really good young prospects that are pitchers. And so if he's going to sink his teeth and sink his hands into something, it would probably be better for him to stay in LA. But we can dream, can't we? Right? Can't we dream? (laughs) as As far as possible pitching
1: coaches, it's a great option. I mean, he has the track record, of identifying things within pitchers and improving upon that. I mean, yeah. you also you had some notes here about his his cutter usage and when he was ahead in the count and when to use his fastball and when we had that conversation about pitch efficiency a couple of weeks ago and how Tyler Anderson was able to go 8 innings. Seems like he remembered what prior right. <laughs> he remembered what prior told him prior, prior. to his time in <laughs> Anaheim. How about that for you? Yep. layup. Uh, yep. all right. How about this other option that you put down here? Andrew Bailey of the Giants yeah. who was part of the angels organization as a bullpen coach. And then in 2020, he joined the Giants staff as a co-pitching coach with Brian Bannister and has been there ever since. Gosh, that arc in the office where Michael Scott and Jim are co-managers is probably the worst arc in all of <laughs> the office, but It seems like the co-pitching coach role has been good for Andrew Bailey. and Brian. I was wondering
0: how you were going to tie that in. I was waiting for that. That was was really good way to go. (laughs) Now the giants were third
1: in the national league in ERA. The red Sox really want to bring back Andrew Bailey to Boston because it is closer to where he lives. So there'd be some competition there as well, but Bailey was with the angels organization before, and that was under Billy Epler's tenure. And, We talk about this a lot, Mike. Not every pitching coach has success in the majors, Mm. but Andrew Bailey is one of maybe two of all 30 teams who actually was a successful pitcher in MLB. So he really could have something to offer to the Angels if they were able to convince him to come back to Anaheim.
0: Another name I want to throw out there is a name that's really familiar to baseball fans and that's Mel Stoudemire Jr. Now you probably sound it sounds familiar because of Todd Stoudemire, which was his brother. He was a pitcher, but Mel Stodelmeyer Sr. was the pitching coach for the Yankees when they were winning a whole bunch and Joe Torre was their manager and he was the old guy that would come out there and talk to all the other old guys that they would have on the mound. And and you can't go wrong when your pitchers are Roger Clemens and Mike Mussina and Dave yeah, Cohn, fair. right? <laughs> so, but Mel Stoudemire Jr. is an intriguing name, not because the Marlins, and that's where he's at, not because the Marlins pitchers have been putting up incredible stats, but because of what he's done with some of those young guys in Miami. For example, he's found a lot of success in mentoring these young guys like Sandy Alcantara and Pablo Lopez and Trevor Rogers. And he's somebody that is able to help them figure out what kind of pitcher they are and that's really Mm -hmm. what a young pitcher needs to figure out is is who i who am i and 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 what can i do here in the major leagues what's my best pitch what's my best approach and mel stottemeyer jr has been somebody that has helped those young marlins pitchers to figure that out and the reason why he's on this list is because I think that he's easily pluckable. He's easily stealable mm. from the Marlins because it's the Marlins, right? And yeah. and I'm glad that they made the playoffs, but it also seems like they have some front office upheaval with Kim Ng leaving and um and, and then also not knowing what they're going to do in the front Sh- office.
1: Shoemaker doesn't seem like he's – happy about being there now either. So. Right.
0: Right. And so I think that he's somebody that they could consider and and maybe if they give him the right offer, yeah. he's somebody also that I think could really blossom into a pretty strong pitching coach. If he gets on a team where he's able to implement a philosophy with young pitchers and a team that's going to spend some money and have a vision for the future. Uh, anybody that we left
1: out, please come on over to YouTube and comment below the video today's episode. And Leave your suggestions in the comments because uh, I, I think I even saw Bud Black Mike as a, yeah. as a potential pitching coach. I feel like maybe um, he, he might not want to go back to that, but it's always right. a possibility, especially right. if he's, you know, done in Colorado.
0: All right, let's talk about Angel players that could be the pitching coach, right? Former angel players, because all of these names, all these former angels get brought up pretty often, Johnny. And so I'm going to share some names with you. And then I would love for you to pick who you think would be a really good move. And I'll share, of course, my pick, but we've heard the rumor that Jared Weaver might have a discussion with the angels. Troy Percival's name has been out there. Chuck Finley was on the bench for the kind of final Mm -hmm. end of the season. Mark Langston, of course, is in the radio side, but he identifies some really great things. Gooby, Mark Goobiza, is somebody that often gets talked about. Like, hey, could you just come down and fix this pitching staff? Because yes. he's so good on come the TV side.
1: The starters, please? Yeah, I mean, this guy <laughs> yeah. knows
0: his stuff, and he shares it really well. Johnny, I, I, there's probably other names that we could throw on this list, but for me, if I look at this list of, of four or five names of former Angels, the name that stands out to me, because of the experience that he has had at the college level, is Troy Percival? Mm. I think Troy Percival would match really well with a Tory Hunter, and here's why: because mm. he is also somebody that demands respect, and yeah. he's also what I've learned and in, in interviews that I've seen, he's somebody that really cares for the players. Yeah. But in his caring for the players, he really brings a, a challenge to them. He can mm-hmm. get a lot out of them, and and Troy is somebody who has had a ton of success. And I think he could come in and match the energy and the mentality that Torrey Hunter would bring if hmm. we say Torrey Hunter is the manager. And and I don't think he would be so ad- adverse to some of the analytics and and, and pitching statistics that are out there. Mm-hmm. I do think that they would have to give him a bit of a of a leash to run with his philosophy. But yeah. I also see I also see him utilizing whatever you put in his hands to help his to help his pitchers, right? And yeah. to be somebody that will go out and help identify some things and say, hey, you're, you're not throwing your slider or you need to extend a little bit more. Unlike what we didn't experience from Matt Wise last season. Yeah. I think I think Percy would be somebody that if you can give him five or six visits an inning, you, you don't get that. But I think if you could, Percy would be out there every pitch going, <laughs> hey, you need, to, you need to stretch a little bit more. Because right. of the history he's had with the coaching that he has done. And so that's the name on this list that stands out to me. If we're gonna go in-house or we're gonna go with former Angels, Troy Percival would be at the top of my list. Who's at the top of yours?
1: Look, you know I love Jared Weaver as a fa- my favorite angel of all time, but Mike, I, I don't think that <laughs> I'm not sure he would be a great pitching coach. Yeah, I think yeah, I think maybe. Well, first of all, he he hasn't done it. He hasn't coached in a collegiate level or like a major league level. Yeah. Um, I certainly think he could figure out how to do it. Um, but again, when we talk about pitching coaches and and hitting coaches, the success they had in the majors doesn't always need to translate to how they coach. And even though Weaver was a really great starting pitcher, it's all about how you communicate with players and help them in the moment and help them understand how to do this or what they need to do when this happens. Jared Weaver, to me, I don't know if he would be the best communicator as a pitching coach. I, I think he could grow into it and do it. And I think actually him and, Tory would be an interesting combination, but I'm with you. I, I think I'd want to go with somebody like Troy Percival or even Chuck Finley, who was you know down mm. on the bench, and mm-hmm. possibly maybe they're looking at Salmon and Finley to be the manager and the pitching coach. I don't know. That's just I mean it raised all sorts of not red flags, but maybe green flags to go. Oh. Hey, those guys are in the dugout. That's uh. It's Why are they there? Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, they, they probably made Phil Nevin say that it was his idea, but who knows <laughs> if it was actually his idea or not. Um, and even Mark Langston, Mike, I mean, you hear him and you hear Gooby talk on the broadcast about the things that they're seeing and identifying. It goes back to what I said about Tim Salmon earlier. At least <laughs> at the bottom line, we have an improvement to be made in that these guys identify what's going right, what's going wrong, and that's already a step past what Matt Wise seemed to be able to do or not do as the pitching coach. And so yeah. I'm a little less – how do I put this? I'm a little less concerned about the pitching coach because I think any move there is an improvement over what yes. we've had for the last three years. Very true. And if you get a guy with experience uh, in terms of, of coaching like like Percy – um, and even Finley to this extent that he was in the dugout last year. I mean, again, I go back to how do you communicate with your players? How do you how do you get the point of what you're trying to get them ad- to do across to them? Yeah. Another name I think I'd add to this list, and uh, maybe it would have the same issue as like Jared Weaver is John Lackey. I think mm. John Lackey could make a a great pitching coach because mm. these guys need to learn how to attack. Yeah. They need to learn how to be bulldogs on the mound. And you see plenty of that in guys like Patrick Sandoval and Reed Detmers. I think they have the capability, but they don't have
0: the bite. They don't have yeah. the, uh, the attack mode. The, they um, almost they need, need somebody cracking the whip, right? Like they need somebody behind them. Yeah. Like going, hey, hey, you got this. Yeah, let me remind you that you got, if I need to piss you off a little bit, then I'm going right. to piss you off a little bit. Right?
1: Right. And I kind of wonder how that might balance with Tori Hunter in terms of, uh, Attitude. I, yeah. I don't know if Tori's gonna be like the best bud kind of manager, which sure. I don't think is a good thing. I think that he's a very positive guy. I think that he uh, is is gonna be a good leader. But I also wonder if like is there gonna be a good cop bad cop dynamic yeah. here in terms of who's who's the parent you ask to go to a friend's house and who's the parent you don't ask to go to a friend's house yeah. because you know one of them is gonna say no, right? And so <laughs> all of that to say, I I I, I truly think that. Any of these guys that you mentioned could make capable, great pitching coaches, some better than others. I think yep. I'm with you on the Percival selection. Talk about a bulldog. I think right. he would be just as much of a bulldog. I think Weaver would get these guys into attack mode. But also, again, I go back to his lack of experience as yeah. a pitching coach. Yeah. Um. And again, I think Chuck Finley being there is is kind of a, a big indication to me that perhaps they're really considering him
0: to come in and take over. What do you think? Yeah. You know, Johnny, as I think about the manager and I think about the pitching coach, I'm just thinking about what I would want to hear from them. And mm. and, and and I want to hear their vision. and And what I would look for is simple and clear. I would look for the smallest amount of words because you know that somebody has an idea of what they want to accomplish when they go, I want to do this, that, and the other.
1: Mm -hmm. and then
0: they're done right and and that's what I would look for depending on who I'm interviewing and and something struck me this weekend I was watching the press conference after the Colorado UCLA game and Mm -hmm. Dion was asked uh about his son and uh his his son quarterback and he was really exhausted and they said how do you how do you keep him from getting so exhausted and running and Dion said I get new offensive linemen Hmm. and they were like excuse me and he said I said what I said. I get new offensive line. I find somebody to replace the guys that we have. Yeah. Johnny, I loved that. Yeah. And that is a, that is a sign. Like you can be Dion and be like all love and he even has a bit of faith. And, right. and I love that. And I think Tori could bring that. And I think a pitching coach could bring that. But I also want these angels to go, I might lose my job if I continue to suck. Yeah, right. And I don't think that Rendon feels that way. And right. I don't think that, other people feel this way and I want that kind of manager and I want that kind of pitching coach the ones that'll go we're going to go to the minors we're going to bring up we gonna bring up Davis Daniel and we're going to put him in the starting rotation if Sandoval can't get it together that's what we're going to do
1: right I want that I want to hear that
0: and I don't know what it does to culture but at this point there is no culture so let's figure out the culture and maybe the culture needs to be I don't want to lose my job I'm going to go perform and I want to win
1: Hey, thanks for making Lockdown Angels your first listen of the day. Lockdown Everydayers, don't forget that we're here Monday through Friday for all your Angels content. In fact, you can give us a follow at Lockdown Angels on Twitter and at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. to Keep up with the latest and greatest happening
0: with the Angels. Mike, what do we have on deck for tomorrow's show? John, do the Diamondbacks remind you of the O2 Angels? The Diamondbacks in the West oh, yeah. Series right now. There's a little bit of that, like... Phonetic hitting, We're sacrifice gonna talk about bunts, and 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 sacrifice flies, and stealing bags. I love yep. it. We're going to talk about how they got to the World Series, similar to what we did with the Rangers last week. We're going to talk about how the Diamondbacks got there, and, and if the Angels can copy and paste some of what they did that's going to be tomorrow on locked on angels all right we hope you'll come back
1: and join us for that conversation a lot of people requested that conversation mike so i'm glad that we're making that happen here on lockdown angels until then my name is john and that's my brother mike and my name is mike and that's my brother john thanks for being here with us everybody and we'll see you back here tomorrow